Okay, today I've got a very, very lovely guest for you, Isabella, who goes by the DJ and producer name Whiskey, which will be spelt out as W-Y-S-K-I-I. And she is a very lovely human. We worked together a bit sort of before COVID or around COVID times and um, connected instantly. And she's just a beautiful person, makes dope music, high energy. Uh, We talk through things including ADHD, which is one of my favorite topics. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me know if you do. Let me know if you have any questions. Drop me a note. Slide into my DMs. How are you? I'm good, babe. It's so nice to see you. I haven't seen you sort of like semi in the flesh in like years, long time. I know. I was just remembering we had a big chat at Club 77, I think. That's right. Yes, we're group five stage. Yeah, yeah, we got deep. We got deep. Mm. I often get deep in the club. It's Uh, just uh, music and like crying or something. There's something about that. Finally. (laughs) Both just like, all right, you're a lot close. I'm going to get closer here. Um, Yeah. What's been happening? Heaps. Yeah, lots, lots. Um, You started a new uh, thing. I did start a new thing. Uh, it wasn't like intentional. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of good things happen that way too, you know, they just Absolutely. kind of like fall into place. So I think energetically I changed a lot. And so like what I was doing and sort of like how I was presenting and what I was playing, it just kind of all changed as well. So yeah, it was just kind of a natural flow. Um but I, f- I feel like I've reached my final form, which oh, is incredible. Nice. Incredible. Now, how long, well, what year probably is easier did you start DJing? Uh, uh, so I started DJing when I was 22. Okay. So. I don't know how long that's been. It's been like. Oh, wow. Nine, nine years. <laughs> okay. All right. A good while. Yeah. Um, given my age and your, <laughs> oh, that's fine. And your, we won't tell anyone your, um, your name, you had, you were under the name Izzy or Izzy Izzy initially. Izzy Izzy. And then it was Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I knew there was another change in there. Yeah. There was another change. Yeah. I forgot about I went, Yeah. So I went from like pop vocals. Um, I like it. It's, it's, it's giving, um, kind of rockabilly. Thank you. It is just like, I just had a shower because I've got a gig and you know how it's yeah. like all backwards. So I'm straightening my fringe, but it's like reversed. But the, yeah, I know what you mean. Thing. And I'm like, where's my hand? Thank you. Yeah. It is kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I really thing. like it. Mm. Thank you. Um, Hi. So you were saying you changed your, like your name, like around the genre, like the sort of stuff you were making, like, like yeah. oh, start again, vocals, you were saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Issy Issy was my first project when I first started um, out sort of, you know, with like sad girl pop music. Right. Um, because, look, I was um, sad. <laughs> I was brokenhearted and I really just wanted to sing and like do it for my inner child. And, you know, um, being a vocalist was always what I wanted to do. Like that yeah. was deep 
in my soul, um, childhood dream. And so, yeah, I, I, I did that. I really did that. And I, I'm really proud of like what I achieved and what I did with that. And then, and, you know, I moved to Sydney um, for my career. And then what happened is I discovered house music. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and at, yeah. yeah. And that, at that stage, like I was still playing like club, um, like hip hop and commercial gigs, you know? Um, and then I started playing house music gigs and I was like, man, I don't, I want to, I want to make people like jump and bounce, mm. you know, mm. like I had a lot of healing internally through the songs that I sung and that I wrote, you know, and, and just being able to stand on my own two feet as a vocalist and like, be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. Triple J is playing my shit. Yeah. I'm playing support shows. Like the Amazing. little girl was just so happy. Like I got that, that validation, I guess that, that tick of approval that, yeah, you can do music. Um, And so when I, um, when I discovered house music, I was like, cool, but like, what do I want to be doing now? So that's right. when I was going, like this real bad bitch period where I was like really like um sexually charged and um you know and Cyprus was, was born because um I was still doing vocals but I wasn't really um I wanted it to be more energetic and more like powerful so I started right I working with house producers um Night Tales worked with me we did um we co-produced most of Cyprus songs um and so, yeah, so that's when I rebranded into Cypress and, and was kind of doing like housey sort of um, bass house with, but still being a vocalist. Um, yep. And yeah. And then like, uh, I think it's uh, like two years ago when, when COVID hit and I got shafted out of Sydney, um, I just, I just took all my socials down. I just went, right, stop. I've got nothing to share. We're all trying to figure life out. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to pause. And you know what? In that period of time, I just found myself sitting on my computer writing filthy fucking tunes and was like, right, you you just want to produce music. That's what you want wow. to do. And people people seem to like it when you DJ. So I decided that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to actually like, I'm going to water the flowers. And when I mean the flowers, like the things that I was really lighting up my soul that made me excited like the things that like I just wasn't sitting around writing vocals anymore I was sitting around writing bangers mm. and and wanting to play big gigs so I um I just yeah and so originally whiskey was was going to be a side project from Cyprus and I had the idea when um <clears throat> when I was driving up from Canberra through the lockdown um trying to figure out where I was going to live because Sydney, you guys have shut down. Right. Um, and I, I was on the outside, right? And I didn't want to come in because I was like, this could be Melbourne all over again, you know? Right, right. I'm, I'm not coming in there. <laughs> it was a scary time. So I just stayed on the outside. I had my apartment packed up and I, I started thinking, all right, I think I want to have another side project that, that's not me being a vocalist. Um, and it just progressively grew into like, who what I'm doing now so mm. that's kind of the, that's kind of the timeline of my my different aliases and sort of what's happened to me over the last sort of 10 years in the industry yeah um yeah that's awesome I love that evolving story um similar with with me just you know things changing and sometimes out of necessity with things like COVID you know you just kind of get thrown in and you're like right pivot um but yeah in, in terms of the singing when did you start singing were you singing like as a kid? Uh, like when did that dream yeah. kind of come about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I I grew up on a boat um, out at sea with my mom until I was 13. Um, and wow. I used to sit up deck and sing songs when I was like two or three years old. I was yeah. talking and singing young. You could not shut me up. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, really young. Okay. And then when did you think you wanted to do this, like that as a career? When did that sort of start? becoming sort of part always. of your yeah you always knew that you're going to be as, like as you're going to be a singer like that was it I'm going to be a well, singer I'm a singer yeah. yeah that was the thing you know my mom wanted me to be an astronaut um <laughs> as you do yeah high hopes right oh my gosh um, I know thanks mom but um yeah and I and we actually kind of knew you know my mom got me into singing and dancing lessons once we moved ashore off the boat um right. and uh and she bought me like this old Yamaha keyboard I think when I was about seven or eight so then you mm. could start writing your own stuff pretty much yeah. is that when you started yeah, yeah. nice were you I writing know, your I own stuff very- or were you like playing covers on there first or I wasn't very good ah. um, <laughs> um and you know I spent I spent a, a lot of my teens to early 20s in like this wonderland of I wish I hope but I'm probably never going to be good enough so don't put all your eggs in it sort of thing um you know there was like this tug of war between whether I should actually try and be a musician or not Mm. um you know and I had I had a pretty troubled childhood as well so I had like a lot of things that I was dealing with um through my teens uh a lot uh, you know also drug and alcohol abuse that's a big part of my story as well I remember um, that we talked about that at 77 actually yeah yeah so I'm you were just getting sober years. yeah yeah I'm coming up to five years clean and sober now yeah congratulations wow. that's that's incredible that's a massive achievement just to Thank you. stop on that for a second <laughs> that's huge especially I mean anyway but then re- remaining in this industry that's yeah. like it's everywhere yeah so that's and really cool. Uh, yeah, because, you know, people that don't like have an obsession or like an addiction to it, it's already quite hard to just not. Mm. Um, for me, you know, I'm sort of the textbook sort of um, addiction issues. So, you know, it was like it's kind of it was tenfold, to be fair. Yeah, mm. to be to be real about it. Yeah, it's, it's not been an easy journey, but definitely a worthwhile one and, um and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I've, I've also become less shameful of, of that as well. You know, I openly speak about it now. I'm not as like um, closed off about it as I was in the early days too. Yeah. Right. Well, I was just thinking it's very like, it's great to have you as an example because it's, it's not that common to be sober mm-hmm. and to have like gone through that and made that decision um, mm. in this industry. And I think it's really helpful for people to see that as a possibility for them. I think it's um, amazing yeah. to, 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 I understand, like it can take a while to be able to talk about it, but then when you can, I think that's, I'm sure you're going to help a whole bunch of people. Like, cause you do, otherwise you feel like you're the only, you're the only one. It's great to have other people to look to. Honestly. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things you can't really do it alone. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of looked at, I looked at my life and my career and everything I wanted. And I realized that if I didn't take a di- different direction, I wasn't going to get that. It just right. wasn't going to happen. It 
would constantly be me on the treadmill but getting nowhere. Um, did something, and, you know, I did something specific spark that off? Did you have like a moment where you're like, that's it, I want this. If it's going to happen, I'm going to have to do this. Uh, it was more like when I moved from Byron to Sydney and I noticed that the same shit followed me. That was when I realized I was the problem. <laughs> right. That's really helpful. You're like, I'm the, I'm a, the, the common, the, I am what is it? You've got the variable, variable. you're the, yeah. the constant in the, um, yes. in the experiment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I would play a gig at the beach hotel, um, at the beachy on a Friday and I'd come home Monday afternoon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The Just- tale as old as time. Yeah. Amazing. And I was just sick of it. I was like, am I going to get, am I going to get ahead? Am I going to be the sort of person that I want to be in this industry? Or am I going to be, you know, regretting that I didn't give it a hundred percent. And you know what? I can happily say now that I I am giving it a hundred percent. Yeah. So good. That's so good. Um, I wanted to ask about the different messaging you got between thinking you could do have this career and then that doubt did that yeah. come from external, was there external messaging there? Like where did you, what was the narrative sort of going on? How did that happen? Yeah, definitely not external. Um, growing up with my mum, she she definitely, she told me that I could be whatever I wanted. She fully supported me in anything I was going to do, you know. Um, I had other issues and stuff that made me believe that I wasn't, maybe capable of or worthy and we all have these things absolutely happen in our life um I think one of the main parts about it is um it seemed like a tree too tall to climb it seemed like it was just too far away and you know what it has taken me years to really be comfortable as an artist in in my skills you know Mm -hmm. there's you know, years ago, I used to be so um, crippled with this like imposter syndrome where I'd be like so nervous about being in the studio or something because I just didn't feel like I knew my shit yet. Whereas now it's like figured out my strengths and my weaknesses, but I'm not ashamed of my weaknesses. I just roll with it, you know, And, and, and I'm comfortable. But I think being uh, the first point, if I could give any advice, is if you're just coming into the industry, be really honest with yourself about what lights up your soul, what actually makes, what takes time, what do you find yourself losing days? Is it is it writing lyrics? Is it sitting there on your computer, you know, um, writing beats? You know, I mm-hmm. was never the sort of DJ that had decks at home. At I was never like a passionate DJ. Becoming a DJ came from being in front of crowds and it just sort of naturally happened for me. But I was never someone that like was in my bedroom practicing all the time. So right. um but um so I I think being really honest with yourself about what you want to do, not what you think you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's that you know the ikigai Japanese thing with what you're um what you're passionate it's three things I'm not going to get it right what you're passionate about what you're good at maybe it's those two I feel like there's a third but it's this intersection that you've got to be good Mm. at like good enough you know like something there's got to be something there that you've got some capability mixed with um like the passion for the thing if you're just good at it like that's not you know yeah gonna sustain uh, you necessarily 
I really like had this, I just kept thinking I just had no talent. Like I had this thing in the back of my mind that was like, you're not talented. You don't have any talent. And you know what? Something that I have learned and I swear to God, like, look, some people are just Maybelline and born with it. Yes. But, oh my gosh. Then, amazing. Do you know what I mean? But then there's the, then there's a huge percentage of people that I believe their talent is in their passion and their want. Now I was mm. one of those people. Yes, I, I am gifted as a vocalist. Great. I'm not gifted as an, as an incredible songwriter. And I came to grips with that and was like, cool. So this probably isn't going to take me to the places I want it to go. What are my strengths? Okay. Right. Um, but I believe that talent, you're either born with it or it's in the drive and the want. If yes. you want something really badly, then that's the talent. That's it. And the other thing is, is that if you, I I used to go to festivals and I used to look up at the stage and I used to cry with envy. Oh my gosh, yes. Hated it. I'd just cry. I just wanted to be up there. Fuck you. Hated yeah. it. And, and and that's my my best advice. If you're not sure whether you really, really want to be a musician, go to a festival and just enjoy the music without absolutely being crippled with jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you, you don't have the drive enough to get you there. But if you... Right and watch music or you watch someone DJ and all you want to do is be up there, then babe, you have to give it a go. Cause if you don't, you will regret never trying. Absolutely. That is so, that is so wisdom that resonates with me. I'm going to, that's, that's such a good way to explain it. My thing was always when I was five, when I was five and I saw the violin being played on stage and I just cried and I cried until my parents got me a violin and I played the egg slicer. Yeah you know, like this, this little, my chin went where the egg goes and where the slice of what, you know, like same sort of thing, but it was all the way back then. I think it's so good to think when you're older and you're seeing it, I've kind of, I always go back to that reference, but you're right. That is still something with me. When I, just before COVID, I saw this French um, producer and DJ perform and I didn't know her, but someone said that she does, it's all her own stuff, what we're listening to. And I just went, that's going to be me one day. Like one day I'm going to be doing a DJ set because I was DJing, but I hadn't, I'd barely released anything. I hadn't actually released any dance music yet. I'd just done, released yeah. a couple of songs, same sort of thing, writing songs, singing on them, yeah. producing them. But um, I hadn't even released much at all. And I went, that's going to be me. And I've only just sort of piecing that together, like, when you see that, you're mm. like, that should be me. I should be up there. It's really helpful. It should it's, be me. Right. Yeah. That's, it's like your, actually my, last week's episode was a solo one from me. Um, I got this idea from someone else making jealousy your North Star so that you see ah. that. And that's actually, instead of going, oh, I'm a piece of shit, you know, like, oh, they're up there and I'm here and it's too far to go. You're like, yeah. the fact that I want that is like, follow that. That's it. That's your... That that's it yeah that's that's yeah. it and and that's that's the point of reference to know whether this is going to be something you regret never trying and yeah. that's what my mom told me kid she said you know Isabel you can lose a limb you can lose your sense of smell you can lose your eyesight and you can live with that she mm. said but you cannot live with regret of not living oh my gosh and I was like damn that wise woman that's and you know what? It stuck with me. And when I was, I'll tell you the, 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 there was a pivotal point where I decided to actually do music. And it was when I was 21. Um, I was drinking a lot. I was working in bars and um, I got really pissed one night with my partner and 
four officers arrested me, took me to a warehouse, beat the shit out of me and put me in jail. And then I spent nine months on bail. Oh my gosh. Trying to fight against them. Um, And you know what? I, I, I nearly did six months or more inside and it was a long story, but long story short, taking on the police, it's not fun. And usually you lose. So it was kind of a losing battle. And when I didn't go to jail, went that, that, I think it was um, March and it was like August when it all started. Um, that was when I decided that I was going to stop fucking around and I was going to go for what I wanted in life because I nearly nearly lost my freedom and that was it. Like that was a pivotal point for me. That changed me as a person. I left where I lived. Like it was a big, it was a big moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's like sliding doors kind of moment of, you know, this could, but no, okay. You've been given a second chance at life kind of. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know what I fought for? too you know like yep. it was 50 and lawyers I I had to catch buses everywhere because I lost my license to go to this appointment and this like it oh was my like gosh. Mm. well let me just say fuck the police um <laughs> uh shit I'm so and I have to say I'm so sorry that happened to you that's that's fucked up honestly I used to be really resentful at it but it was actually a bit of a blessing you know um I was kind of yeah, I was just fumbling around through life and, oh my gosh. you know, something came in and kind of just literally kicked some sense into me. Yeah, and, pulled you out. And pulled oh me out. And, and these things happen and it just, it, it defines you as a person. When shit like this happens to you, you, you can either go down or you can rise above. And when you right. rise above, become one of those people where nothing can take you down now like if I have a breakup or shit goes wrong in life I'm like guys it's okay yeah like we're not going to jail it's okay yeah yes that's (laughs) right I've been faced with with worse this is we're fine oh my gosh that is so hectic I love I mean you've come out with the best possible result which is an amazing attitude and you know like shit that's so cool the thing is, is when all this happened, every one of my friends just ditched me, all threw me under the bus, didn't want to bar of me. And it, it was also, again, a blessing, you know, creator, God, whoever came and like took out the trash for me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, in, in the nicest possible way, you know, Absolutely. sending love, love and blessings to them. No, no hard feelings. It was meant to happen. But yeah, I was stripped back of like everything I thought I had and, and, um, you know, and then I met uh, a beautiful, beautiful man that I fell in love with who was a drummer. And um, I moved down to Byron and that was it. I went um, I went just hard out. I quit smoking cigarettes after 12 years, um, which was like a big deal for me. I started yeah. producing music. He taught me how to date. I opened a, a clothing business. So I just, you know, I just like, I took wow. charge. All the while I was still on parole and piss tests. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now is that part all over? Is that hoop jumping oh, yeah. done? Are you like free? Yeah, yeah oh. that was like uh eight oh years gosh. ago or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Sweet freedom. Oh my gosh. Does that mean yeah. I there's like there's nothing really uh I can say in response? Like just wow. Um wow, what a journey. And I love Gosh, also, I mean, it's so, 
it's so interesting because did you like so for me I wanted to be a violinist and then a viola player and then it was a singer so it was always something and then it was just singing and it was like that was it there was nothing else and it wasn't Mm. until circumstances made me leave London that I went oh my gosh what am I going to do now and that's how I went into songwriting producing DJing and then COVID happened and then I picked up photography and was also using my photography on clothing I was doing that I wanted to start a label as well I was in the early stages of getting that going um yeah all these different things from like what I thought would just be one thing but then life kind of happens and you realize that kind of but that you I realize now and I would never have believed this that I'm a creative person who it, it's it doesn't just have to be singing You'll find obviously your you will find your outlet it didn't even yeah. need to be music like I mean yeah. I thought that's it but mm-hmm. the fact that I lose myself in photography and the mm. the the fashion and um drawing I used to draw like I've just blocked all these things out that like instead of being this holistic creative person where it all really does come together with like streetwear like it's a whole thing you know being in a performer and it's like a whole a creative right and um yeah yeah, it's really interesting to hear your like journey sort of going you know opening up more things like into the fashion as well yeah um and look I I started my clothing business because I um, I couldn't really find a job <laughs> and I was like, so I'm just gonna, I'm going to make start my one. job, my own job. Yeah. <laughs> and so what is your, what is your clothing line called? Uh, it was called little bit city. So it was like, I, I used to bring stuff from overseas and it was basically like vintage. Yeah. And stuff is that like still that. going? No, I sold okay. that about two years later. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah just... Um, to do music, but it's interesting because you know, the business was thriving. Um, it, wow. it would, but the, the thing was, is like, I wanted to do music and I just knew that I didn't want to be sitting in a shop. Right. Yeah. Sitting in a shop yeah. isn't as creative. Well, yeah, it just wasn't doing it for me. And I just felt like I was wasting time. And so I sold the business and I had no other job lined up. I just, and all of a sudden it's funny, like, I think like two weeks after I sold the business and I started at SAA, I got this um, this gig up in Service Paradise, the Clock Hotel. Mm. Um, and I got a residency there. It was my first gig ever. So within wow. two weeks, I got a gig that was like kind of paying some bills. Yeah. Um, I, played, I played there for two years and I learned how to DJ pretty much on stage with the right. old um, the old CDJ 900s where they had the, the percentage. Yep. And you'd have to stick the Serato box in the back. Yep. You'd have to plug it in and then have the CDs that had the the tone. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know what you mean. So <laughs> going going off your laptop because there's no um, yeah. there's yeah. no USB jack, like yeah. USB port. Yeah. Amazing. Just- and is this the one where it's just the red lines across yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no waveform. Yeah. There's no waveform. There's um, no quantize for looping. Oh, no. It's, it's There's a lot yeah. of vinyl aspects there. Yeah, and it's just a, it like the um, uh, BPM fader. I don't even know what you call that. Um, mm. It was quite percentage, slider. so it wouldn't actually tell you slider. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. actually tell you BPM. So. No, no. Um, that's so fun though, and what a great way to you know. It's better to learn on old gear so that you can play new gear. You know, on anything. Yeah, on, any, on anything. 
Yeah. It's wild because these days, like, I jump on any gear and even if it's a bit bugged out, I'm like, it's still so easy. Like, it's just, it's totally. fully manageable, you know? Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, are you into, like, manifestation and that sort of stuff? Yeah, I can tell. So <laughs> with um, with that, like, you quit your job, like, isn't you sold the business and then, like, within yeah. two weeks you start DJing? Like, that's um, amazing. If if we're gonna go down there, yeah, I said I said some little prayers and and asked to be guided and to be to be helped through this journey. Yep. Wow. It's three 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 right now. Oh, oh my god. I love that for us. I've been seeing wanted- threes everywhere. I think 30, 33 in three weeks. Amazing. Crazy. I mean, I love that. I see eleven eleven a lot. You know the yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And are you finding like with the whole, I don't know, that like manifestation vibration frequency kind of thing. Have you, because I remember before you was talking about getting the, like the validation from having been on triple J being like supporting on stage, like this sort of thing. Has that kind of shifted? Approval. Yeah. Has that shifted? Have things shifted away? from like that being validated or approval, like to an extent of like giving and, and serving and like giving your music, like has, has something changed? Yeah. Something's definitely changed. And you know what? Um, It's got a, it's got a lot to do with the internal work that I've done around sobriety, to be honest. Yep. Um, Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, I just, and when I say the um validation, it was because, for so long, I didn't think that I was worthy of doing music and not that I thought I was a shit person. I just didn't know if I had it in me. Yeah. Um, so when I did and I gave it a go and I, I it was actually working, that was the validation. It was like okay, a tick. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're actually, it's because, you know, yes. when doors open, you're in the right direction, right? When doors right. are closing, it's like, oh, this is the wrong door. Yeah. Um, so when the doors kept opening and things were happening, I was like, okay, great. That was kind of the validation. I get um, you. And then, yeah, so it was more sort of in that aspect. But the pop sort of world is very different to the world that I'm in now. And I'm not sure whether that's because I've changed or if it is a different scene. But I did mm. find that being a pop scene it's a lot more competitive um whereas in the dj producer scene we're kind of all a bit more clustered and lifting up but that's just my experience i could have yeah. changed that's so inter- well, it could, i mean you we can't separate those two things out they're probably both true but um yeah just you've just made me realize that the thing with djs and producers is we kind of need each other like we need music, you know, yeah. like, so I used to make music yeah. and be very much. So I, I do come from the background of, of I'm shit and needing validation as a human. That's my long backstory. So yeah. when I would make music, I wanted people to say it was good so that I was a worthwhile human being. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like, no, please I- like my music. At- and also why, and also nobody needs this. I sort of got a strong messaging around music it's quite selfish or it's about you trying to achieve things. And I've really turned that around to it being a gift and generous to give people music that they like, because have I cut, have we frozen here? 
my internet just bugged out. I'm so sorry. Gotcha. But I no problem. No problem. It. No problem. Amazing. Um, yeah, I've gone from from like why would anyone like my music or this is just me trying to get people to like my stuff, whereas now I've realised if I like the music of a producer as a DJ, I'm like, hmm. please make more stuff. Like when are you, make, when are you releasing more things? It's like a, a, um, a Netflix show and there's a season and you're like, when are they making another season? I need another season of this show. And you need, yeah, instead of it being like, oh, this artist and, you know, I'm making my, my stuff and, you know, it's like oversaturated and and I'm not really needed and it's all just indulgent or whatever. It's like people need good stuff. We want good TV shows. The number of people who are on Netflix just going, there's nothing to watch. We want good content and we want good music. And when you find a producer that you love, I'm like, please just keep putting out more stuff. Like I need every time, like I need your stuff. And so now I'm seeing my music like that. There are people who like my music. So Hmm. when I make more music, they're going to be happy that they've got more stuff to play because we always need more, more, stuff. more stuff to play. Like it's, this thing. is it's great. It's, just, it's generous. It's like here. Yeah. It's not necessarily about constantly getting better. It's it's more about like adding to the collection. Right. Which is what we love to I, do. If you're loving to do that and then there are the people who like it, it won't be everyone, you know, you've got your, your niche yeah. kind of people and they're like, oh, this is great. Send me more stuff. And I can also feel that as a pressure to make more stuff, but no, I like making stuff and it is kind of getting into that. I'm passionate about it. There are some people who like it. Let's do this. It's like, it's, it's win-win it's gold. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm in this place at the moment where um, I've got a million and one unfinished um, sessions as always, right? but um what's moment is that i've oh we've lost we're we're breaking up a bit again is that any better yes i believe so (laughs) i know but now you're gonna have to uh go back to where yeah what were you saying we were you said it's funny that i mentioned (laughs) that and then it started breaking up yeah so yeah um because the tunes that like the songs that i'm trying to finish it's like i'm putting this i'm putting them on um you know this pedestal of where i think they need to be in order for them to be release worthy and i am really trying to at the moment just be like you know what that's dope for exactly what it is mix master it send it out and stop worrying about the ego and pride around will people judge me on my, my production who cares it's a filthy wobbly bass that goes for like 10 minutes fucking yeah. release it right um, amen i'm you know and that's where i'm at like literally this week i've been i sent out um one of my unfinished tunes to killjoy and he was like dude this is fucking great like Love killjoy it- shout yeah. out yeah, shout out Killjoy, such a legend. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, man, this has got legs. Let's finish it. Fuck yeah!" And I was like, nice. "Dude, I've been sitting on that months. I don't and just thinking it was trash in the bin. You know what I mean?" So I'm dropping the ego around releasing music. Um, yes, I'm to just release music on SoundCloud. I'm not going to do a big huff and fuff anymore about like doing releases and and. Pre- doing it i'm just going to release music on soundcloud and whoever wants to digest it can digest it 
Amazing. I love that ego drop in like the real sense of ego as well, you know, because we kind of use it in two ways. But yeah, that, do you know how many like, pro- I mean, you would know producers produce and don't release anything for yeah, years I'm, and years and years and po- potentially never though. I've heard of someone who was like 20, mm-hmm. 20 years producing and then release up like their first thing. And you're like, it, I just, I've really learned lately not to uh, be, perf- not to wait for perfection, but to just like take action, like just do it now and learn along the way. Like you were saying, like DJing, you know, learning as you're doing it and you'll get better. Yeah. Like just action is and everything. I- I think humility is goes a long way, you know, being able um, to be like, yeah, this is it and it doesn't have to be anymore. It's not a it's not a judgment on of how good of a person or a producer I am. It's just mm. something I wrote. You know? And this is where I'm at now. And you'll be doing different stuff. I mean, not even necessarily better, just like maybe this bit will have evolved in a year, like whatever it is. And that's why I love the underground scene because it mm-hmm. isn't that, it doesn't have to be that Tiesto, Calvin Harris sound that's perfect perfect, polished the current levels right which is just modern that's just now I love the early like 90s stuff that's so much like quieter in the mastering and is more like muffly and hectic do you know I only heard this recently that mall grab and DJ Seinfeld were like put in that lo-fi category of like starting this this lo-fi movement and apparently it was just because they were doing their own mix downs, mix downs and they were just kind of muddy and it just sat right. I'm like, well, fuck this shit. I, this is my track. I'm releasing it. If you want to say, you know, like make, put it in a new genre because this is just how I'm doing it. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Oh my God. This is just, and just take it, digest it. If you don't like it, sweet, fine. Yeah, I, I think I'm at a point where I yeah, yeah keep swiping because also yeah. people's um uh you know th- their attention span it's just not there these days anyway no one sits down and listens to your whole catalog and critiques it no it's just not the no only and, time and you know do that is if you like it if you hear a tune by someone I will go through their whole back catalog so I can play their stuff from 2016 because I'm like I yeah. want tunes that I love that make me go ah when yeah. I'm playing them and like that I, I need to be yeah. excited about what I'm playing but if I don't I'll just skip over yeah and like it, it's not a judge of them as an artist if they have one or two tunes that like doesn't fully do it for you I, I, I'm finding that because it is so subjective and such personal taste there are some tracks of some artists where I'm like oh I love these and then the other ones they're just not for me and made by the same person. It's just the bit where we cross over is here and not that's, you know, it's just what it is. And that's, that's yeah. got it. Yeah. If we have that for other people and don't think that they're shit, just because we don't like, we don't resonate with all of their music, then we've got to give ourselves that same grace, really. That same grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I think my internet's doing the thing again. Yeah. Oh no, is it back? Yeah. Um oh, where were we at? I was about to say something absolutely riveting. Um Oh my god, the sound. Internet. We've had a good chat Land anyway. Down. If we lose it, we lose it. Um Yeah. But what did I want to say about 
So there is something I do want to sort of like really yeah. touch on. Um, Please. You know, it's like um, what I've found um, since like really honoring myself and what my my skills and my capabilities are and not trying to be anything outside of myself and my skills and my capabilities. Yeah. Is um just more doors are opening. It's I'm I'm don't I'm not as like nervous, anxious, stressed. It's like I've taken the pressure off trying to be successful. Right. And I don't give a fuck anymore. I just want to I just want to play gigs, you know. Um I went and got a real job um just part-time and um you know I'm actually about to start an agency which is really exciting amazing yeah so I'm I'm working with um a collective called Karma Club now um they're like Queensland based and I've just launched my own um event close contact yeah um, so with them next year we're going to open up a creative hub here in uh, Queensland awesome. and um, and I'm going to start the agency I've already started onboarding a few artists that I've been um, mentoring and stuff like that so yeah it's kind of naturally just flowing but it what what I'm noticing is since my attitude has changed towards my career as such mm. like more doors are opening and it's easier I'm not I'm not knocking on the doors, begging for it, anything anymore, because I don't have this like stressed, I got to get somewhere, I got to be something. That's amazing. That's what they all say is supposed to be what it's like when you're in that flow, when you're on your path with the manifesting vibration frequency stuff is that it's, mm-hmm. it becomes easy because happens. it's really natural and you're doing what you should be doing and yeah. it's without that judgment and ego and like I must do this you know yeah in order to be like worthy of or successful at life you know right yeah, fully, fully or or getting that approval from other people it's yeah. really because it's such a huge thing as an artist like I remember when I was starting out you know like when you're at school you're doing music stuff and that's fine but you're at school you know you don't have to prove anything because this is what you're doing then uh I remember like after I finished college or I took a bit of time off before I went my friends are all doing law and medicine and then they go from that or journalism they all go from that into their field like you know and I'm here like floundering around and it's really hard because you do feel that comparison. Like, what do they think of me? Or they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, the music, you know, man. Like, it's just like, <laughs> right? I'm not really sure what this is going to look like. I've just been told I'm talented and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. It's really, so it's hard to then, I think, unless... Uh, you touched on this before. There's the the people that just take off. Everything falls into place. Their parents move to LA so they can get a talent agent when they're a child. Do you know what I mean? There's that sort it of just, story. It just flows. It just flows. They've got the help, the support. You know, it's all working right. And then there's the rest of us. That was not my story. My mother. No, but there's a oh. huge. Most people who are working in the arts are not that but we don't see them. And I had to hear, like someone else had to sort of give me this information that most people don't have that straight journey. It is, and you just keep going. And the longer you don't quit, like Jennifer Aniston being 30 when she got friends, she's a waitress at 30. 
and a friend yeah. going, don't you think it's probably time that you called it, call it a day? Yes. And, but you just keep going and there you go. Yeah. And you know what? I, um, I have a friend, he's, uh, he goes, he goes by the artist name of Driftwood and he is Great one name. of, yeah, he is one of the most talented, um, and inspiring, um, people I've, I've been blessed to have conversations with, um, you know, and he sent me this YouTube video once I, I could ask him for it. Um, but it's, you know, it kind of touched on, he said, you know, there's this point um, where artists that didn't, um, that weren't naturally um, gifted at the beginning, you get to a point where your your drive and your passion and ambition is the thing that pushes you to yeah. be. But what happens is in that interim before being good, you have shit, shit, shit songs. You're not, you're not getting ahead. And it's the people that give up here mm. that don't over the line that's it and he said to me he always just said to me he's like just keep going and he used to say to me say I don't know about this song but your taste babe your your taste is impeccable keep going keep going wow what a legend yeah and um and he's I'll never forget that because I feel like now remember at the start of this this um this chat I said I feel like I've finally reached my final form and that's Mm. Because I really, really do feel that. I feel like I know now what I want to do, what I what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, and I'm okay with not being good at everything. I that's realize so good. I'm like an incredible songwriter, and that's cool. Um, I don't have to be to be worthy as an artist, you know. Um, that's it. Yeah, and it's interesting that you touched on photography because I just I just bought a camera a couple yeah. months ago. And oh I've my been gosh! Doing, I've been doing photography. Yeah, it's How, really cool. Are you losing yourself in it in the same in a similar way to the other creative things? Are you finding that pull, or how's it going? Yeah, the pull definitely. I found myself like a week after doing the one day photography course, doing two shoots. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It was like, shit I'm knee deep but um you know sitting there editing the photos after and just going you know what like these are pretty good and I'm not saying that in a sense like trying to like oh I just got it in a day no it's it's not something you can just nail uh, in a day Yeah, but you've got a natural affinity for it natural um like eye for it and I was fuck yes you know Um, and that doesn't surprise me at all with you yeah so I've got really that taste. You've got the oral and the visual taste, right? The taste. That's what it is. Please yeah. send me, please send me these photos because that was with me. Cause I was in like fashion, like a tiny bit when I was younger and I've always had the eye, the critical eye and yeah. the critical ear. Right. And so I love it. I love angles. I love lighting, like all just beauty. I love beauty, oral yes. and visual beauty. Right. And, um, the first batch of photos, like for a year or two, I did no editing. And I just, so all my Instagram for the whole first, like most of it is unedited. And I just used the natural light or the lights of the club or whatever. And just went, this is the photo I took. Like, this is, this is what I took. Like, and so they, you can tell they're not edited because they're not like popping, but they're natural. And I love that too. Like it's a whole, you know, yeah like editing schmediting kind of because that takes a while to figure out but but they can be beautiful on their own as well 100 percent I've and something I realized is like um 
lighting is just plays such a big part in photography. I had no idea. And that's why, like, you know, when I used to do um, press shots and stuff, mm. it would all be about like different, like different lighting that we would use, but then like putting things in front of the camera. It's about getting the shot rather than doing it and then editing it to make it look Absolutely. a certain way. It's over-processed. And I, Absolutely. I, like I bought this really cool fisheye lens yep. and just like, just went to town on it. And it just looks so good. Like oh, these, amazing. I got her up on a dumpster and I'm like, right. Yep. 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 You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so satisfying. It's so yeah. satisfying. I, if this interests you, I know you've worked with good people cause I've seen your press shots, but I take my own press shots now. I set up the wow. tripod. Yeah. You set up the tripod. That's mm-hmm. cool a timer so here's the thing as a producer I'm still technically challenged because I come from the analog I come from the classical world so I am not I am not a tech person strengths yeah right at all so I figure out what I need to figure out and leave the rest I if someone sat down with me and this is the ADHD body doubling kind of thing that I'm only was diagnosed less than two years ago and I'm still navigating ADHD, which has been a blessing because now I'm aware of all the things and now I can work on strategies yeah. instead of just understanding of it. Right. Change. And, and, yeah. and right. And, um, so the first time I did it, I didn't know, I couldn't find the timer and I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't look it up on YouTube because that would be too hard practice. with my brain. Yeah. So, I, so, so I did the, sorry, I did the timer. So like in 10 seconds, it will take one photo yeah. and I did that. And then I'd go back and then I'd adjust the focus and go back. Just last night, I figured out 15 shots with the timer. So I did that myself. I did a photo shoot for someone else for their their um, gig night. I did their like their promo photos. And then I went, oh, I just want to stay out and shoot. I didn't yeah. have my tripod. So I put my camera on like bins and like trailers that were on yeah. the street and, I, and oh. took photos of myself against like graffiti and took yeah. 15, go back, adjust the focus, go back. Um, and I think that these days there's also like a little, there's got a cookie bum. With, I have this. You know? I don't know how to use it. I need, and it's again, I need someone to sit down and. I'm, I'm the same. Sit me down. Watch. And right. And we'll do it. Yeah. Right. That is an ADHD thing. But I, yeah. I'm also very grateful for this defect that yes. we have because, you know, um, I, you know, I I have I have a pretty fast car and I'm not a great driver. Um, but I never crash. And that's because my ADHD brain sees fucking everything. Oh my gosh. Me too. I had no <laughs> idea that was an ADHD thing. What? Because we see we're scanning our brain seeing everything all at once. That's why we don't crash. Cause we're I, just I'm I have a weird pride in being a good driver. I have this weird so I used to play basketball. And I was the Dennis Rodman of the team. I was the assist, like, like not the assist, yeah. the steals. I would steal because I could read the court and I see you running down and I'm like, you're about to pass to that person. And I would just jump in and grab the ball and go the other way. And yeah. same with driving. I'm like, you're going here. You haven't indicated, but I can tell you're going to go into my lane anyway. Yeah. You've indicated, but it's just left on and you're about to crash into me. So I'm going to wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And like, I can be, I can be knee driving, filing my nails and not yeah. crash. Sorry. I'm not going to, we'll talk about this after we stop recording. I'm not going to out myself 
about what no. I do driving, but we'll talk about this when we hang up. But you know what I mean? It's, no idea. It's that was an ADHD an... thing. Oh my gosh. That's also a DJ thing because we're where where our mind goes quick when we're doing quick things. But when right. things are slow, our brain goes too fast. We don't want to. No. I don't I cannot sit down. I really I really struggle to watch a YouTube t- tutorial, let me tell you. Mm. Right. It's so boring. Yeah. It's so boring. Now, have you done body doubling? Don't know intentionally. That. Right. I only learned this term recently. Do cool. you find that as soon as someone, say, say your boyfriend or root or someone is coming home and they're gonna and you're supposed to spend time with them when they get home. And as soon as they get home or they're about to get home, you're like, oh damn it, I really feel like getting all my shit done now and I don't want to spend time with you. I really now I want to get in the zone and just achieve some things. Like having another person in the room makes you feel like you can do things and when you're alone. You kind of flounder more. That's interesting because me and my best friend, we sit and we have study days where she just sits in the other end of the room and she gets her shit done, I get my shit done. And that's why a lot of the times if I really got work to do and I've got a deadline, I'll go to a cafe. Just you're not alone. I'm around other things busy to keep me there. Otherwise I get distracted. I get bored of myself. Yep, that's ADHD. That's what that is. And and I've known that, but not consciously. Like, yeah. It's just been the thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, now I w- now I want to ignore you. Now that you're here, yeah. I want to ignore you and do my things. Like it's yeah. so, so I'm actually going to start and I'm, I'm going to do this soon because I keep talking about it, something called Carmel's Container where I'm cool. going to get people in um, and like have like weekly classes where, sorry, I just hit the mic, like, like weekly classes where I come in, pep everyone up with like some music and like a dance party or a mindfulness thing either way works and then we like brain like brain dump for like two minutes and just get everything out and then we'll go okay set like a goal for now something you've been putting off something that's hard something you know and you're in a group so we'll be like this on zoom and you can see everyone and then at the end come back and if you want to jump in the hot seat and go I just did this and that's going to make this difference in my life or in last week's class, I did this. And as a result, I got this gig because I didn't put off sending my press pack to that person, you know, like whatever it is. Yeah, and then the, together the we're list, like not right? alone. The list of things and it's like that I don't do. And it's like the list gets longer, but then I chip away at other things. But there's right. this like chunk of the that still stays there. That's the things. Those are the things where if you did one of those every week. Yeah. It, of the things that you're not doing that would make your life better yeah done yeah I'm like get me in the container I'm keen done sort of yeah (laughs) I'm keen for it I need it I think it's yeah and And I've done something so we're like we're here but we're also like in our own space yeah you don't have to leave home and at the beginning it's like hi blah 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 you can chat if you want whatever and then we'll just like either pep up or or calm down either one but we'll like get going and then really encourage each other, like, yeah, yeah. I got this thing done and I wouldn't like have got it done. Throughout, like if we're like, no, 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 yeah, love it. And I'm going to make fun. like a little community, like a little Facebook or something, little something. Yeah, like study days. Yeah. Study- yeah, love and it. the same time every week. And then you need, with ADHD, the only thing I can do now is have an alarm that goes off in my phone labelled what the thing is. What the thing is. Like go and get ready for your gig now because yeah. you know it takes you longer than you realise because you wanted to export some more tracks and, and we get a- distracted. We get yeah, distracted. distracted so easily. So my Google calendar is like color coded. Everything has to go in there. I've got reminders. I've- yeah. It needs to be. Yeah. I've that's the thing. How to if, manage you, it. if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. 
So fully. yeah, fully. I'm going to do like a whole ADHD special, I think. And like, yeah. Yeah. How, how, how to manage it and get the best out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love what you said, like, because it is so positive because we do like, I had this shoot and I'm like, I'm going to stay out. Like, and I was just like, this is my ADHD. I just, I'll just stay here forever. But I had to like yeah. go and do some things, but I'm like, I could just be here for five hours. Yeah. And use that, you know, that, that yeah. extra drive and that, that brain capability where we can just like do a million things at once and right. get it done. Yeah. I think it really is such a gift. Um, yeah. And I, funnily enough for years I was I really hated it but now like having been dealing with this since I was a child I've been on med- on medication and off medication I much prefer being off medication and okay. and I've learned I've learned how to manage it and use it to the best uh of of its um capabilities yeah. really it is like a superpower how old were you when you got diagnosed I was eight yeah okay and you started on meds so I was, I've been on and off meds most of my life, but I've, I've taken years at a time off. Learn, yeah. you know, I, I haven't just been medicated my whole life. I made a real point of going on and off and like yeah. getting to know what it's like on and what it's like off. And, you know, after a year, like when I got sober, um, you know, I, I got quite a bit of anxiety and stuff, um, which I think is quite natural, but <clears throat> I decided then that I was just going to take away anything that could possibly trip that. Mm. And I, the meds were part of that. So, yeah. Um, what about, um, if you don't mind my asking, contraceptive pill? Yeah. So I'm actually, I've been on the um, Implanon for like, since I was like 14. Okay. Is that the um, the the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because that releases more slowly is that so it's not as crazy with your cycle and like your hormones and stuff is yeah, that right it slowly releases throughout the day it lasts for three years so um and what like for the first couple of months yeah your hormones are a little bit messy and your mm-hmm. periods are messy but aside mm-hmm. from that I've never had any dramas with it okay yeah because I do wonder you know because I'm on the the pill and then I'm also on a a very low level antidepressant and then uh as of, well, and again, very sporadically experimenting with ADHD medication. I've tried three different ones and yeah. had like a year between the first two because it took me a year yeah. to call up and make a follow-up appointment because I have ADHD. Um, <laughs> amazing. But um, yeah, I am interested in in what these things are doing to like my mood and, you know. Yeah. But Look, yeah. I, I also found that like it, the medication ages you. Um, it 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 definitely did for me when I stopped taking it. My like, I swear, I like shaved five years off my face. Um, that ADHD was bit- meds. Because you remember, it's it's methamphetamines. Like you're putting like illicit drugs in your system. As yeah. much as it 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 can be really helpful. Um, it's for me, it was not the long term answer solution. Yeah. I've tried them all and I've been on and off over the years. And what I noticed is that I liked who I am as a person more when I'm off them. Yeah, I can yeah, be wow. a bit scatty, but I, I'm more of a like um, present and um, gentle person. Um, and at the beginning, 
like when I would get on my meds again, I wouldn't notice it. After like six months, I just found that I was just a bit too switched on. I was a bit too wired. And I was like, right. I don't want to be, if, if this means that I'm just like organized and fucking on all the time, like where's Izzy? Where's messy Izzy? Where's the yeah. fun, fun charisma, charismatic Izzy? You know, it was just, and like, I wasn't spending as much time with my animals and stuff. I was just being yeah. too business, on like tasks, get the jobs done, which is, which is what we're lacking. Like that's good, but not right. at, at the expense of at the expense. So that's what yeah. I've learned over the years. And I also found that like the aging properties of it was like wow. a big did you ever try a non-stimulant one? The one that you take at night that makes you a bit sleepy? I don't know what that's called, but it's a non-stimulant one that I've tried, but I don't know if it's helping. Interesting. No. Not not to suggest you start on meds, just curious if that's been yeah. part of your history. No, I, I, I haven't. No, no. I don't know. Um, no. I, have, I have delved into different meds over the years, let me tell you. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nice to be it's nice to be present, clean, sober. You know, mm. I spent most of my most of my life pretty um incoherent. Yeah. And I'm actually looking at um the idea of getting an ADHD like coach. So I haven't had therapy for quite a long time. I think I needed to move on from my therapist. And I think that it might be an ADHD, which sound, feels so indulgent to get a coach, but I just know it's gonna be a really good move. And yeah, if it, I'm not paying for therapy, if I haven't paid yeah. for therapy for a year, like maybe have a few sessions on strategizing, like tailoring something for me, you know? Learning how to manage it was the best thing I've done. Did you get help with that or did you look at YouTube and or? Uh, look, it's more that over the years of being on and off medication and knowing that I have this, it's yeah. like that kind of happened. Yeah. But I would, I would suggest definitely like look at managing it more than trying to remove it. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because it's a good thing. And it also, it, you know, it kind of makes us a bit quirky, you know? Absolutely. Okay. I do know. <laughs> look at my space behind me. I've got like cables yeah. over here falling out of boxes. We've got a half-painted uh, wall. Is that, is that a filter? Because it We're looks so perfectly... No. What? no, no, no. This is this is my life behind me. We've got the art that way. We've got the art station. This I got, I was taking a DJ course out in the sticks and this was in some shop and I'm like, it's a car door with mirror. I need that. And this is like art, artwork from my debut EP over here. Um, And then we've just Fine. got multi decks and cables and... are you painted around the artwork you painted around the artwork i must have i must have and a few weeks ago it was only painted like up to there and then i've done a bit oh. more like i'm getting there i can't i don't know what hand i'm using yeah in a couple of weeks the podcast there'll be paint here <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so i mean adhd i'm like that's enough for now oh you know I'll do more. I'll do more another day. Hopefully, I um I actually have have about two three hours to finish putting my set together before I play a warehouse rave tonight. Oh my gosh, um, go! It's a DMB um warehouse rave, awesome. and I'm so psyched because it's the first time I've played a full hour of drum and bass. So amazing! 
Yeah. What's I'm, up? I, what is that called? What is the gig? It's called Liquid Steel. Okay. Uh, it's actually at uh, like a creative hub here called No One Network. I've done a bit of stuff with them, like okay. I modeling stuff, and I've used their studio to do press shots. Um, and awesome. they put on raves there as well. It's like this really cool, dingy sort of oh, warehouse situation. Sounds sick. Like boiler room raves. I think it's like every like once a month. Okay. I'll message you after this and get that handle and I'll uh, just post that bit yeah. as to, in case. Can people come? Like, is it? Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. yeah, right. yeah. Tickets for sure. All right. Maybe send me a little, the name, like the, the handle and the ticket link. Um, and then I'll, I'll do a post now. And Fine. what time you're, and what time you're on? Yeah. I'm playing from nine till 10. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Enjoy that. I'm running off to a much smaller gig here. Um, and I've got my USBs ready. So I'm, yeah. Love it. She's amazing. all over it. Somehow. Um, I can't wait to see the rest of your wall blue. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You'll have to tune into another episode. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for talking. My gosh, it's so good to talk to you after all this time. I loved that chat that we had. Like, it's just, you know, I chat to people a lot. I always get deep with people, but I don't like, that was one of the ones that I remember really yeah. well. Thank yeah. you. I, I I do as well because I think I you know we hadn't really spoken closely yet and like as soon yeah. as we did like woo. yeah yeah absolutely I know and I love that um amazing yeah. all right cool thank you. thank you for having me well let's Great. talk again let's please stay in touch sounds good bye all right bye.